from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in on a Thursday. This is My Guys in the Desert, Stormy Bonantoni, live from Las Vegas at our Circa Sportsbook. A big sports day on tap Thursday night football. Thursday college football action. The MLB race continues, and we'll have some great guests along the way today. My guys include my dad. We're going to talk about our contest fix here coming up in just a little bit. Tom Hart of ESPN and SEC Network will give us the lowdown on all of the SEC college football matchups coming up Saturday. Ben Murphy going to talk all things Tampa and Florida, really, in general, because we've got Tom's return to Foxborough. Everything that's going on with the Rays, hockey season around the corner with Tampa Bay, and then, of course, Thursday Night Football. As I mentioned, Jacksonville uh, taking on the Bengals here later on. Derek Stevens and Mike Palm, as always, coming on Thursdays as well. We'll get any update from all things Circa, which you know we love. It's going to be on and popping tonight for Thursday night. But before we get to all of our lovely guests, the top five things that you need to know, and we'll get started with the Thursday night contest. Bengals laying seven and a half, hosting the Jags. Opened four and a half, but it's been sitting pretty above that seven number the last few days. Total bet down from 46 to 49. Cincinnati will be without a key piece of the defense, though. Jesse Bates at safety, dealing with a neck injury, and again without wideout T. Higgins, which should open some things up, though, for Tyler Boyd and the rookie Jamar Chase. Chase got two touchdowns last Sunday and could be set up for another big performance of Joe Burrow's seven touchdown passes so far. Four have gone to him. Jacksonville getting back offensive linemen Cam Robinson and Andrew Norwell. 
All three of the Jags' losses to start the year have been by at least 10 points, mind you, and are one of just four teams that have yet to cover a game this season. So keep an eye on that as we get ready for Thursday night. Number two on our list, Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman said that quarterback Lamar Jackson is dealing with a back flare-up. And while he doesn't think it's anything serious, they're just going to have to wait and see. He said he, he didn't practice yesterday. Today it's TBD. It appears, though, he's not in danger of missing Sunday's game. Which is good news considering his start. Jackson leads the league in both yards per completion and yards per carry. You don't see that every day for a quarterback. But listen, I'm not surprised in the slightest the guy is having back issues. Listen to how many times he's been hit. A league high 44 times, which is five more than any other quarterback. And he also apparently thinks he's a gymnast. Everybody remembers that flip in the end zone against the Chiefs that he certainly did not need to do. Had hip soreness after that. Now dealing with his back. They are... Plus one road dog at Denver this weekend. Number three, more than a flare-up, it seems, in Giants country. A couple of wide receivers, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, both remained sidelined today at practice with hamstring issues. If they're unavailable to go Sunday, um, the the G-men will be left with Kenny Galladay, who, good to note, at practice today was sidelined himself for a bit with the hip. Kadarius Toney as well. Um, And then practice squad call up and Colin Johnson Giants averaging just 18 points per game currently for seventh fewest in the NFL Giants. there getting seven, seven and a half in New Orleans on Sunday. Number four Raiders quarterback Derek Carr named AFC offensive player of the month for September. And did you know the Fresno State product currently leads the league in passing yards with twelve hundred three. But can he keep up with Peyton, comedically, Eli's been doing that pretty well in the Manning cast. I don't know if you saw, he just calls him Big Head all the time. But I'm talking passing yards here, okay? Because DraftKings has a prop for if any player will break Peyton Manning's single-season pass yards record this year. It's 5,478 right now. As I said, Carr has 1,203. And if you're a Carr fan, he's already got 60 yards passing more through three games than Peyton did. And, uh... Yes is juice to minus 225, no plus 175. So keep an eye on that for Derek Carr. And number five, you guys, it's that time of year. October's right around the corner. The MLB is going wild. And the AL wild card race is going the wildest, as hot as ever. Yankees face the Blue Jays today. Toronto did put an end to the Yankees' seven-game win streak last night. Narrow 6-5 win. Robbie Ray and Corey Kluber on the hill tonight. First pitch in that one, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern. That loss yesterday put the Red Sox just one game back for the top wild card spot. Sox taking on the Orioles tonight. Mariners have the night off and just hoping it's an L. Mariners and Blue Jays both plus money to make the postseason. Should be fun. But uh, while we're talking while we're talking about fun, let's bring in my dad, the funnest guy in the land that I know. And also for those of you who don't know, um, Rich Bonantoni here actually is a, a former baseball player himself. So I'm sure he's all in on this MLB action right now. Was on the Cardinals 40 man roster as a pitcher. Dad is is October getting exciting for you? You can just feel it in the air. Well, first of all, I can't believe I got such a warm introduction. I I, I don't even know who you are right now, but yeah. It's- pretty incredible my uh my cardinals doing what they normally do uh it's the uh the yankees of the national league incredible organization what a what a streak that they were on and they lost yesterday but they came back and won again today yeah i mean i the cardinals that 17 game streak that they were on i mean that's it's everything that you could want right getting hot at the right time headed into the postseason but all right we gotta talk we gotta talk contest and i know i was nice to you here's where i i can't be nice i gotta 
I got to tell you how I'm feeling. In Survivor, I really, really like the Bengals tonight. Love it or hate it? Why do you scare me with these Thursday road teams? My God. Okay, but hey, 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 wait. Before you start yelling at me, it worked out pretty well last week against Carolina. The Thursday night win, and then we didn't have to sweat anything on Sunday. We were just chilling while everybody else was worried. We had to sweat until the fourth quarter, but you know, you know that we know the Jags are bad, and I know that's what you're doing. But are the Bengals good? I mean, all I'm asking is, you got to torture me like this. I mean, you didn't torture me enough when you were a kid. Hey, come on now! I've always been the better child. Don't tell JD that. That's my older brother. He's been the black sheep. No, uh, uh, no, but see, I like the Bengals a lot in this spot. Jags defense, yes, as you said, bad. 28th in points allowed, but the Bengals, I think that Joe Burrow's going to outduel Trevor Lawrence by a good margin today. Lawrence has just been throwing away possessions after possessions. Burrow, yeah, I know he's thrown some picks himself, but I mean, really only in the Bears game, their defense is much better. I really like the Bengals tonight. If not the Bengals, then who else would be some of your survivor options? Well, I know that you're, you're saving your, you know, I, I like the Bills, the Saints, and the Packers because I like I like home teams against, you know, pretty much bad teams right now. And I know that you're saving the flipping, uh, you're, 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 you're saving your good teams, but I like, I just want to keep winning like we've been. Uh, Mike Palm would I'll yell at you right now. Mike Palm would yell at you I'll right now. You with, I'll follow you with the Bengals, but I mean, it, this is, are the Bengals good yet? That's all I'm asking. I don't think they're great. I think that they're good enough to beat the Jags. And I I don't know if there's another spot this year where we would be able to use the Bengals because, I mean, you look at their schedule. I think this is the optimal week to use them. Otherwise, like that way we can save the more valuable teams. Like I'm saying, I would like to use the Bills later on down the line, maybe week nine or 10 when they're playing Miami or Jacksonville themselves. Um, But okay, I I, I like that you, we're just going to go with the, we're just going to go with the Bengals tonight. You've already confirmed it for me in my mind. Thanks. Go ahead. Anyways, on to our our millions conversation since I've already, like I said, confirmed. We're going in on Thursday night. Please don't hate me. Um, We've been kind of a roller coaster in the million contest so far. Four and one week one, one and four. Now two and three we're coming off of. Uh, We did pretty well on our dogs last week. It was three and two. Three Three and two. two. We started off off three and oh. Sorry, three and two, not two and three. Excuse me. I dogged us a game. Your Raiders killed us because you listened to Mr. Musburger. He took the homer for the Raiders. Hey, listen to Mr. Musburger about anything except the Raiders, and we have a shot. That was a brutal loss for us. And then, then uh, Mr. Lombardi liked the Eagles, and I followed him and talked you into it. My fault on that one. I apologize. But we, we definitely had a shot at 4-1, and 5-0. and Okay, well, let's pull up the, the games against Steph, if you can, where we have, like, my picks and, and Dad's picks. Um, there were a couple that we did agree on. We both liked the the Bengals minus seven and a half, even though you didn't want them for the contest, whatever, do your thing. Um, and we both liked the Ravens plus one as well. But then this is where we started going. I liked the Rams, Lions, and Packers, and you don't have any of those on your list. How come? Well, first of all, the Rams, that was a big emotional win like that to go ahead and do that. And there was no Antonio Brown there. So that's that's uh, that right there. The Lions were just devastated. I mean, I... I, I, I I like the way this guy's got the Lions playing, but that was a devastating loss with a, what was that, 112-yard field goal that he made? <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. 66, <laughs> so, but close. You know, I mean, and to me, you know, I I don't know. What was that What was that last one that you said that you liked? Was, um, I, Rams, I liked Rams, uh, Green Bay, and the Lions. Those were my three. Well, I mean, 
Green Bay, I mean, Green Bay, he should he should do a good job. I mean, Pittsburgh can't score, and it, it's just unbelievable because I've had Pittsburgh two weeks out of three. That won't happen anymore. <laughs> yeah, Big Ben's uh, had a big problem over there. Packers have scored 30 and 35 the last two games. Steelers 10 and 17. I just... I like the outlook of that game uh, a good bit. You were, I know you have the Bucks on your list as well, and I don't know if you saw Tom Brady earlier today was doing his media availability, and he sounded a little bit sick. Does that change your lean at all? Yeah, instead of him throwing for 22 touchdowns, it'll only be 15 now. <laughs> <laughs> if there's ever a game this guy wanted to win, are you, Bel- Belichick wants to win it, but he don't have... Uh, yeah. Oh my God! Uh, he's, Brady's got the full effect. He's got everybody this week. I, I, I'm thinking 14, 17 points, and then and they throw. They're going to serenade him all game long. I mean, how could you? How could you boo this guy with what it's going to be like there for him? So, Belichick that doesn't have the horses. I'm just I'm confused on that one. So you say listen to Brent Musburger, except for the Raiders. He thinks that Belichick's going to be dialed into Tom this week. Okay, don't listen to him about Belichick. <laughs> yeah, listen to him more. <laughs> hey, this is why I asked the questions. Okay, you also have the Panthers and Chiefs on your list. Real quickly, because we're almost done. Okay. Uh, Andy Reid's going back to Philadelphia. Chiefs have to dominate and destroy somebody. Eagles, what a disappointment that was. And as for your uh, Carolina has a really good defense. And Hurts missed guys. But the Love you. Goodbye. Love you. Goodbye. Hey, everybody. Remember, download the free oddstrader.com app to compare betting odds from licensed sportsbooks, access injury reports, in-game action, and much more at oddstrader.com. We'll have Tom Hart on the other side talking college football. Thanks, Dad. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Tony on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN's Point Spread Weekly is out now, and in this edition, we break down Tom Brady's return to New England and his face-off with Bill Belichick. Matt Eumanns focuses on Lane Kiffin's showdown with Saban. Brady Cannon evaluates the Week 4 contest plays, and Adam Burke breaks down situational spots to have the maximum value. These stories and so much more all in this week's edition of Point Spread Weekly. Download it today or go to vcin.com slash subscribe for more information. That's vcin.com slash subscribe as we welcome you back to my guys in the desert stormy bon and tony here and it's thirsty thursday our favorite with all the college football action going on an acc contest and uh virginia and miami you know that miami enjoys a nice thirsty thursday i wish i should get a beverage for this segment my dad who we just heard on the program says gives me a little more personality what a charmer that guy is anyways Kane's minus five and a half total 62 if you liked miami Earlier in the week, you, you might have missed the boat because uh, it was three and a half there for a while. Now we see it steady at, at four, actually down from five and a half. So that's that's a good sign. Um, first game of, of ACC play for Miami. UVA's already played two, owned two in conference action for the first time since uh, they started off seemingly strong in the non-conference play. And it's kind of an odd game for Miami. You think about these two teams, it should kind of be an automatic win, but this hasn't been the... Manny Diaz, Miami team, we may be expected. Both of these teams, offenses can move the ball. Both defenses are brutal, though. Miami tied for 101st in scoring defense, allowed 35 points per game. Virginia even worse, 109th, allowing 36.7 points per game. And I mean, look at the Virginia UNC score last week, 39-59. Food for thought. I like the over in that one. Not sure about which lean I would have in the game, but... Let's bring in ESPN and SEC Network's play-by-play man, Tom Hart, who can talk all things college football with us. And Tom, speaking of just ACC right now, I, I'm so sorry about what Boston College did to Mizzou to you guys last week. That was oh. no fun. Stormy, uh, by the way, congrats on the show. And it, uh, it's a pleasure of mine to be on. But that was, that was ugly. Missouri's having a hard time stopping anybody they can't stop the run and um if if that's of interest to people tennessee offensively runs the ball real well that's about all they do well offensively so that will be a very interesting matchup um with the balls and tigers going head to head missouri's got a Got to fix some things on the defensive side of the ball. Missouri three-point favorites in that one hosting Tennessee. What do you think of the Boston College Eagles, though? I don't think anybody saw them being 4-0, and and now they got to take on Clemson. 
Yeah, I think they can hang around with Clemson. Uh, Clemson's got some real issues. The off, you know, this all relative to to what Dabo has built there, right? I mean, a lot of people would love to have Clemson's first world problems, but the fact of the matter is, um, they are lacking in the personnel department. The offensive line, especially the quarterback play, hasn't been up to par. Obviously. That is often related. Um, part of that, just from a background standpoint, comes from Dabo's reluctance to take on transfers and to get involved in the transfer portal. So as well as they've recruited over the years and as great as he's been as a recruiter, they've lost 20 players to the transfer portal uh, in the last couple of years. They have taken on zero. So when that kind of talent walks out the door, uh, as the door dings here, obviously that's an issue, um, and they haven't they haven't replaced it. So I think I, I don't think Boston College can beat them. I still think Clemson is Clemson, but um, given what they've accomplished thus far, I don't think there's any reason to to think that BC can't make it interesting and hang around for a while. Yeah, Clemson minus 14 and a half, a big spread for a team in Clemson that hasn't offensively been able to get a whole lot going. So the doors were dinging. Are you, like, just getting into College Station? Where are you at? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just running some carpool. I'm running late carpool today. The conversation was about uh, Taylor re-releasing Red a week earlier than normal. So uh, guess what? <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of football talk in the carpool. Cool. You got uh, some Taylor Swift. You're busy. Yeah, forget about forget about Mississippi State at A and M this week where you are. It's all about Taylor. Yeah, yeah. So I had to I had to wrap my mind back around um, overs, unders, points, spreads, <laughs> and, and pigskins. So I, I think we're back there. But yeah, I'll be there uh, again. Early flight tomorrow. will be in Bryant College Station, and um, it's really fascinating the matchup. I don't even actually I don't even know what the number is going into that one, but. You know, Mississippi State has had a, a really hard time just punching it in. Offensively, they've had yardage. They've gotten into the red zone. They've been, I mean, it's still a small sample size within this season, but they should be putting up more points than they have. They've been stopped on a fourth and goal. They missed a chip shot field goal. They've had red zone turnovers. They've been there, and their, their yardage is still really good. The point production just doesn't match the yardage, and I don't know if that gets fixed against Texas A&M, but um, I certainly think that they're better offensively than what the scoreboard has shown so far this season. Yeah, they are Texas A&M minus seven, 46 the total, and that one down at, at Kyle Field. Make sure that you check out Tom on the broadcast this Saturday. One of the most talked about games this week, as you know, um, in the SEC but in the country, is obviously going to be Alabama Ole Miss. Um, you know, top-ranked Alabama, double-digit favorites yet again, Heisman Trophy candidate and Heisman Trophy candidate. Uh, like, do you do you see the tide coming in and dominating this game, or will it be closer than people think? I think Alabama is head and shoulders better than Ole Miss in, in most categories. But what will be entertaining about this game is, and I was just in Tuscaloosa last week and spent some time with Nick Saban and, and around that team, they are, I mean, they are elite, right? I mean, they are far and away the favorites to win the national championship, and for good reason. While other teams have stumbled, Alabama's just got it on cruise control right now. They they have enough weapons offensively that they can put points on the board with anybody. They got two kick returns for a score last week. Um, you don't obviously count on that all the time, but that shows the athleticism and explosiveness in the wide right receiving core. 
which was a bit of a question, I, I thought, watching them earlier in the season. Uh, young quarterback and Bryce Young, who's the Heisman favorite, uh, they, they've got everything going for him. The counter to that, everything I just said, is Lane Kiffin is arguably the best play caller in college football. I mean, there's it's a small, small group of elite play callers. And he's got a quarterback in Matt Corral who does everything he wants to do. So Lane puts him in a great position pre-snap. And when he puts in a play that he knows is going to work or he gets a look from the defense that he knows is going to work, that, that's when you see Kippen throws up, throw up his hands on the sideline. I know the look they're in. I need my quarterback to see the same thing I'm seeing. And when that happens, the arms go up, the clipboard goes flying, and Ole Miss turns in an 80-yard touchdown. They're going to score points against Alabama. They're going to put up a ton of points. I just think Alabama is going to score more. I think the, the totals climbed by like <laughs> six points this week, if I'm not mistaken. And it's still really tempting to think man, these teams can easily combine for 80, easily. Well, and the, the total is sitting right there at 79, begging for it. They had over 100 last year in this matchup. And just because you did mention you were so up close and personal in Tuscaloosa last week covering this team, what stands out to you most about Bryce Young at quarterback? He's unflappable. He doesn't make mistakes. If you wanted to, you know, pick holes in him, you could say sometimes he, he hangs around too long waiting for the big play. He's anxious to make the big play as opposed to, checking down or taking off with it out of the pocket. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he has bad penmanship. I mean, there's not a lot not to like about this kid. He is, he's young, but he's highly intelligent. Um, you know, he, he, it's, it's really hard to find stuff that, that um, find warts on this guy. Is he a little bit smaller than listed? Yeah. Maybe he's a little bit smaller. Like, who cares, right? The guy puts up incredible numbers. He's a great communicator. Um, he's doing what Nick Saban wants him to do, which is not always easy because Saban is obviously uh, a stickler and, and wants things done exactly his way. And by the way, he's got a pretty good offensive mind running that offense. And Bill O'Brien, not only former head coach of the Texans, but also, you know, ill-fated at least, but a time as an NFL GM, Ivy League educated, head coach of Penn State. I mean, it's just an embarrassment of riches in Tuscaloosa. They have – do you have one of those friends, Stormy, that around Christmas time, like you thought you had a good Christmas haul, then you went to their house and you realized they got everything? Yeah. Alabama's got every <laughs> single toy you could imagine. Their, their Christmas cup floweth over every day of the week. I like that your one criticism, maybe he's got bad penmanship. Could that be what it is? <laughs> We've only got a couple seconds left here, Tom, but your Braves are doing pretty well headed to the postseason. What do you think their chances are for the World Series this year? Well, I, I like I like getting to the getting through the division series because of Milwaukee's injuries in the bullpen. They had their, their setup man who gets the ball to Hayter, punched the wall, and he's out for the year. Mm -hmm. So I like that matchup. I like that matchup with Milwaukee. I just think that anybody out of the West is going to be practically untouchable yeah. once they get to the NLCS. Love it. Thank you so much for the time, Tom. You're the man. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Right, Stormy. See you, friend. Bye now. Coming up, Ben Murphy down in Tampa. We're going to talk Bucks, Pats, Thursday Night Football. More. Stick around right here on My Guys.
Vsin and my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on Vsin, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local team, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. The Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh city casts are all up and running with five new episodes every week. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. Stormy Bon and Tony here live in Las Vegas. My guys in the desert. Time for the perfect cover because there are still four teams in the NFL my friends that have yet to cover a game so far this season and any of them I would say kind of have potential to so we've got Washington Chiefs Titans and Jags these are the ones remaining I think any of them have potential except I do not believe in the Jags plus seven and a half I told you guys already earlier on the program tonight that Thursday night football matchup I just don't see it the one of these I believe in the most though Titans at Jets, okay? So I I know that the Titans turned the ball over three times last week, but they still beat the Colts by nine. New York's defense is solid, but even without potentially Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, I think the Titans' offense will score King Henry on the ground. And the Jets can't. They've proven week in and week out to start the season that they cannot score. Uh, I do hope that they take some positive steps, six Points the last two games isn't going to do much for you. They haven't had an offensive touchdown since the fourth quarter of week one. Zach Wilson's touchdown to interception ratio, two to seven. Backed 15 times. Anyways, I really, yeah, I like the Titans to cover the most of that bunch. Uh, so we shall see. Keep an eye out. Joined now on the show by Ben Murphy, sports anchor over at CBS 10 Tampa Bay. Thank you so much for coming on. There is, it is a busy time out there in your neck of the woods, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, if if it's busy, that means like we were talking off air. It means I have a job, and it means I have to do my job well. So it's good to be talking to you. Can't complain. Well, before we get to all the action going on in Tampa, you were in Duval territory for a long time before you came out here. Thursday night football matchup today. Jags plus seven and a half. I said I don't think that they cover. What do you think? Oh my gosh, I'm from Jacksonville and it is time to introduce the world on national television to the boys of Jacksonville. Uh, gosh, I, and it wouldn't surprise me if they did cover because this is what they do. I, I'm I'm riding the Bengals like you. I, I think I just, unless it's scrappy there at the end and, and they come closing in with some garbage time scores, I like Cincinnati at home. Um, Jacksonville's going to show up and be like, are we playing in air conditioning? What's going on here? It's nice outside. Not, they're out of the humid. It's going to be uh, going to be good conditions for Joe Burrow in that offense. Uh, Jacksonville's secondary struggle. They just got rid of C.J. Henderson, traded him to Carolina. I am riding Cincinnati here, and I think they, I think they cover. Total 46, and I've been just a little bit perplexed and disappointed I think like the most of the country when it comes to Trevor Lawrence and the way that that he's performed has he has he surprised you I mean his touchdown to interception ratio has been really problematic to start the year and I think initially we thought he would bring a lot more of that Clemson poise to the table yeah um from what I've gotten to see to this point I think it's definitely some some learning and growing pains for for Trevor and his coach um, and I think that kind of goes hand in hand with, with Urban and Trevor and that, that over 46, I, I do like, because like we were talking about, I think Trevor and this growing Jacksonville offense are going to be slinging the rock late in the game. Um, I, I think they're, <laughs> they're going to be playing some catch up and, and, and I think that involves points on the board. And, and I like that over 46 with, with Trevor still learning, Urban still learning. I think they're going to be throwing it late. 
Well, the big game that everybody's going to be talking about down in Tampa, no question. Bucks headed down to Foxborough. Tom Brady's return. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you saw this. So we're going to play a clip really quickly. Tom Brady at his media availability. There. You were. Okay. So then, then there you we know. Go. Let's play it for the people at home really quickly so that they can hear it. Sounded a little bit sick. I think it's probably, you know, most difficult to play against them. Um, I think preparing is one thing. I think playing is a whole nother thing. So they're um, a lot of great players, uh, obviously well coached. They all play hard, tough, smart. Did not sound great. Uh, I hope you didn't get a cold just from being in his presence. <laughs> um, so this actually, this is the second time this has happened. Uh, this he probably sounded a little worse than he did earlier in the season. I think this was, might have been preseason after the preseason game number one. Um, he had just gotten back uh, from that game and he only played a drive or two, but he's like, "Yeah, I lost my voice." It, it goes and it comes. They just went on the road to Los Angeles, and what I've heard, I haven't been to SoFi, but I've heard it's the loudest stadium now in the NFL. Uh, it was playing on the road. He's barking out chants all week, all weekend, and. Uh, I don't think this is anything to worry about. Tom's going to New England. Tom's going to see Belichick. Tom's going to see the Patriots. If there's any sort of avocado cure that he can <laughs> take over the next three or four days uh, into the veins over the b before they make that flight, he's going to. There's no shot any cold, any sickness, any loss of voice is going to have an impact on what I think the Bucks are going to do and the Bucks are going to cover on Sunday night against the Patriots. The, the avocado ice cream, I swear that man will just never escape because just why, Tom? Yeah, it'll, why? it'll numb it. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that it was just a good question to ask, so I'm glad that you have that perspective of the yelling, and it's probably more of a voice loss thing than a sickness because the initial thing yeah. that you see on Twitter is everybody like, oh, Tony Brown's just uh, coming yeah. back from the COVID list. What does this mean? But you know they're getting tested every single day. Yeah, oh yeah, hourly, it, it seems like. I mean... Even the media is getting tested before we get into the building. Um, I, I don't think, um, unless something comes up over the next 24, 48 hours, we haven't we haven't heard that he's been in contact. So we he should be good to go, and I, I don't think it's going to come come of anything over the next couple of days. Do you think that like the wrath of Tom Brady is just increased even more coming off their first loss in such a long time as well? Like as if there wasn't already so much with the Patriots, you have that tacked onto it as well. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think if you're if you're a part of that. Patriots front office and you're a part of that uh, that Patriots team, there's no human on, and I think Brady's hate of losing is almost more than his, and some of this is with a lot of great athletes, the hate of losing is more than the joy of winning and uh, coming off a loss on the road for a team that hadn't done it since before the playoffs um, last year and they're on this incredible double-digit run. Uh, of wins and then they run into a good Rams team. I would not, it doesn't matter who lines up on the other side in the following game, but the, the fact that it's Tom's homecoming and Tom's got to go back to New England, it does not bode well for the home team Sunday night. Yeah, all eyes will be on Sunday night football. And <laughs> listen, I, everybody, we're talking about teams that don't lose a lot. Tampa has a lot of them. So let's go to the MLB race. Well, everybody's freaking okay. out about the AL race right now. The Rays are chilling. You, got, you know, they got that top spot over Chilling. there in the East. Uh, what can you tell us about their expectations after, you know, not going uh, to the not going to the promised land last year like they had hoped? Yeah, so you get close last year and then you run into a $200 million buzzsaw. So that's really what we're looking at here again is can the Rays match up when it counts seven games against, yes, 
teams who have the best odds to win the AL, like the Astros, the teams who are spending money, like the Dodgers, the teams that knocked them off last year in the World Series. Look, the Rays are good. The Rays are talented. The Rays are hot, but got to prove it on the mound. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the starting rotation. It'll be something to look for. They just called up a kid, Shane Boz, uh, from AAA, who's pitched well so far, but he's a fresh face. He's he just got up over the last couple of weeks, so if he makes the roster, uh, the postseason roster, how is he going to handle the pressure? How is he going to handle the heat? How are these, I guess, budgeted players who are not the Clayton Kershaws of the world making $20 million a year um, going to handle the heat and handle the light? They, they handled it pretty well last year. I mean, getting to the World Series is no, no easy feat, and it's no slouch that, that they lost to a great Dodgers team who, who was hot at the time. So, look. Uh, the Rays, the Rays continue to prove everyone, even in this city, wrong. Gosh, man, there's a lot of uh, a lot of momentum around the city right now, just with the Rays alone. And yeah, you got the Lightning and the Bucks um, that we'll talk about. But gosh, it just feels like this Rays team is finally convincing people that they can get it done this year. And I wouldn't be shocked if they did. Could certainly see that being the matchup again, right? Dod- I mean, I hope that it's yeah. not the Dodgers on the other side because I've bet my bankroll on the Giants, but you could certainly see that being kind of a a repeat there. And just because you did mention the Lightning, obviously Tampa is now two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. Can they three-peat? Like, what's your view of this team in the preseason? It's one of those things that's tough to doubt them. Uh, In the salary cap era, it is so hard to one repeat, but nobody does it three times in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost a lot of talent. They lost a, a couple key pieces to this team, including um, a, a player that the Seattle Kraken came and plucked in Yanni Gord. So there is one thing in hockey that is the great equalizer, no matter how deep or how talented your roster is, and that's the man in net. And Tampa has the best man in net in the world. So no matter who they weren't able to pay, who they weren't able to keep on this team, they still have a core group of guys um, who handled themselves well in the playoffs, Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos. But like I said, the great equalizer is the guy in net, and they've got the best one in Andre Vasilevsky. So at plus 700, uh, third best odds I think I saw there. Yeah. That's that's solid value up front. Yeah, tied actually for the second best odds with the Vegas Golden Knights here. Uh, Colorado Avalanche, of course, with the shortest odds. But I'll never forget Nikita Kucherov. Uh, or who was it? Was it him or was it Hedman? Whoever was talking about Vasilevsky and forgetting about Mark Andre Fleury. Nope, I don't know who that yeah. other guy is. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was Nikita Kucherov yep. a couple uh, a couple lattes deep. So yeah, it was. That was good. Thanks, Ben. See ya. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. From BBC Radio Four. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? 
I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the free OddsTrader.com app to compare betting odds from licensed sports books, access injury reports, in-game action, and much more when you go to OddsTrader.com here on My Guys in the Desert. Now, every Thursday ahead of the NFL slate beginning, I've been calling out people that need to step their game up. So far, I've been pretty successful. Been like 80% have actually stepped it up. 20, not so much. Call, talking to you, Zach Wilson. Anyways, today, we've got three more, starting with the Detroit Lions. Win a damn game. Am I allowed to say damn? I hope. Sorry, bosses, if not. Okay, last week was just like so Lions in a nutshell. Like if if you were going to lose a game, that's the most Lions way to do it. I feel bad saying that, but like let the Ravens convert a fourth and 19, then a record-setting field goal against them. It's just, it was rough. And now they're getting three against the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. All right. I just, that's going to be an ugly game. Will we still see Dalton this week? Um, Goff and company, just step your game up, please. I need it. Derek Stevens needs it as well. Ben Roethlisberger is my second guy. I need to step his game up. Don't let Aaron Rodgers embarrass you for being only two years older than the guy you run like you're 20 years older. I, I don't know how you fix the offensive line. That's a huge part of the problem. He's been hit 17 times the last two games, sacked eight times this year, only 13 times all of last year. But look at last game. Steelers had 40 more pass attempts than the Bengals and were still outgained by two yards per play. Come on, Ben. Step it up, especially especially early in this one. They can't seem to score in the first half. And lastly, Trevor Lawrence, need you to show us why you're the first why you're the top overall pick. I, I can't keep referring to you as Trevor Turnover. I'm just gonna leave it at that. As we welcome in Derek Stevens, Mike Palm, the big dogs here at Circa. I know I talked about your Lions. Don't be mad at me. But am I wrong? They gotta step it up. One playoff game they've won since 1955. I mean, I think they're accustomed to that. I don't know if you noticed, but 
You know, last weekend was Calvin Johnson Appreciation Day at uh, at the game. Lions are down ten nothing. Calvin Johnson comes out after a five year uh, uh, split with uh, the team and ownership, but the Lions brought Calvin Johnson back back to celebrate him. As they announced Calvin Johnson at halftime to come on the field, rousing applause, and then they go to the new current Ford owner, Sheila Ford, and she could not get her speech off because the boos were so resounding. Oh that it was uh, a bit embarrassing. So she never got her speech really completed and uh, was off. I think this is the fourth Ford, and, uh, well, it's tough. But when you have one playoff win in, well, what is it now, 65 years? That's what happens. That's so tough. It makes me sad. But, hey, if there's a win for the state of Michigan, seems like we've got some new halftime performers at the Super Bowl that have been announced, including your guy, Eminem. You got Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar out at SoFi Stadium. Like Eminem, the pride of Detroit. That's right. Paul Rosenberg must have had something to do with that. Yeah, so having Eminem, 8 Mile uh, hitting, uh, hitting Super Bowl. There we go. You like that? I think that's a nice lineup. Yeah. It's very good. Schnazzy. Listen, the Lions, I, I, there's an obvious delay of game call that doesn't get called with seven seconds left there. Do you think Tucker's kicking a 71-yard field goal? I don't think so. I th- that's not fair. I wouldn't have put the Lions on that list. They got robbed out of that game. They're building a team there. They've got a good offensive line. Anthony Lynn's in a correct role as a coordinator. I'd have had Matt Nagy on that list. How about him step up his game? You can't get an e- easy he completion can't. for Justin Fields. <laughs> Six for 20 in a league where they complete 73% of the passes? He, I didn't put him on here because oh. he can't step up his oh. game. He's already got one foot <laughs> right. out the door on the hot seat. Am I right? Fair point. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Like, I don't know what you can do to really get better in that situation if he's just going to continue to treat Justin Fields like he's Andy Dalton. You can't run an offense that way. Maybe it wasn't Trubisky. (laughs) You know, in the heat of the moment. That's so sad to think, but true. In the heat of the moment, here's something that comes up. I understand it's tough to make these calls, but I'm going to use this game as a learning game for me and generally in football. But anytime we see at the end of a half, they always put a punt returner back or kick returner back. We saw what happened in Jacksonville, 109-yard return. But in a game-winning field goal situation, why do you not take someone a la Calvin Johnson, who's retired? But what about TJ Hawkinson or somebody with a wingspan that can get up 12 feet? If something comes down to the crossbar, can't you swat it away like goaltending? There's no rule that I saw... You can block a I kick. Hadn't about you can that. block a kick at any point. It's not beyond the line of scrimmage. It's not at the line of scrimmage. Why not? You don't need eleven guys at the line. Take your tallest wide receiver or the guy who can jump the most on on any field goal that's over fifty five yards. Why why not act like a defender at the goalpost? If the Giants put their nose tackle back there for the, <laughs> for the field goal against the Redskins, he wouldn't have been offsides, and they'd have a win too. Oh gosh, you guys. The takes I get. This is why the show is so well, fun. Why, this is what we get. We we researched this. This was the hot topic on Detroit Sports Radio. Really? I believe it's I believe it's a complete legit play. You have to be inbounds. But why not have your tallest guy? The tallest That's guy an the tallest guys thought. can get up get up to eleven and a half feet. If we had some lines had someone back there, he would have been able to swat that thing away. But you have to be in the right position too, like if it's not dead center, you got to make sure that you. Well, yeah, I mean, goaltenders can move well, it. Poor guy hits the ball; it's going to be short. Well, it could be that back way, that. and then just fell oh, barely over. How about oh, he hits it? The only thing more lines would have been Jose Canseco home run play. I get that. Oh my gosh, I could totally see that. Oh, okay. Well, 
moving on to more hysterics, I think the, the contest in general has been pretty crazy. There is one guy left who is 15-0 still to this point. Incredible. Yeah, Dead Money Media is his name. That's his alias name. And uh, he'll be here. Not so uh, dead. He'll be here um, in uh, in the Circus Sportsbook on uh, on uh, Sunday. He's 15-0. He's the first person we've ever had that's undefeated going wow. into the last week of a quarter. So in some ways, you could say we're kind of rooting for a guy to go perfect. We've never had a perfect quarter. Um, but he's got a lot of people right behind him. Yeah. He's got 10 people at 14-1 and one right behind him. So Dead Money Media is going to be over here. He's going to be posting some Instagram uh, live while he's uh, while he's sweating this out. Um, I don't have any in- insight on what he's going to play, and, and I think everybody's going to be actively watching. But I think it's a it's a pretty good follow here once uh, once we post uh, post what the plays are on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I gotta know. I need help. I'm eight and seven, tied for seventeen hundred forty fourth. Fiddle in the middle is the worst place. To be. <laughs> if you're Dead Money, would you play? The, the Buccaneers minus six and a half in the Sunday night game. One, to set up a hedge situation because uh, you'll know what everybody else has done through the early games. And two, that line might crawl to seven or even seven and seven and a half where you could actually get a live spot where you could hit a middle on that game. So here's the thing I would say would be, you know, the, the, the most important thing is how dead money media got to 15 and 0. He's got to keep going with the same theory. I mean, if he doesn't like a game, you got to pull off. If you were neutral on games, I'd absolutely take the Chargers and uh, Chargers and Raiders on Monday night. I'd absolutely take the Buccaneers Patriots on Sunday night because it gives you the most amount mm-hmm. of flexibility. Very specifically, if you do like the Buccaneers, I love that play for Dead Money Media, and the reason is the line's already a seven. So exactly the point. You got to take the favorite because you have an easier way to hedge out on the thing mm-hmm. with with the dog. Okay, so what about Survivor this week? If you're sitting out at Mega Bar or Long Bar and somebody comes up to you and is like, Derek, what do I go with this week? I'm struggling. Who do I pick? Who are you telling? First, he'll pull out his chart many colors. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, you're going anywhere with I'm, actually sad. I'm actually sad you didn't bring the big one. Oh, it's right by, It's right over there. That's what That's what. after a couple of drinks we got to take the big one. Okay, there we go. But uh, I think today is the tale of, uh, tale of two Thursday. stories. <laughs> You've got a rather clear-cut play, I think, and that's tonight. And the reason why that's a clear-cut play, if you are of the thought process that you're going to need to go 20-0, that you have to get through the whole entire season, which I think a lot of people think there's going to be undefeated. And that you want to save, like, the bucks uh, and at the yeah. end for that extra bump prize, yeah. right? Um, yeah. But to go 20-0, that means you have to pick 20 teams. So there's only 12 you can exclude. If you don't take Cincinnati tonight, that means you have to exclude Cincinnati the rest of the year because you'll never have another spot right. to play them. So that's a good reason to take Cincy right now. On the other hand, you know, it when you get a certain gift horse, you don't get all that many 16 and a half or 17 point favorites. At some point you have to you know be recognize the fact that you're trying to survive. If you can consider this week almost a pass, almost a pass, it's kind of tar- hard to turn down a 16 17 and a half point favorite. And and if I was to make the play, which I'm going to do with Tim Murray and and, and uh, Sean King on on, on Nightcap uh, tomorrow, I'm going to put all six of my plays on the big um, 17 point favorite. This gets into philosophy stormy on whether this is a misnamed contest. Is it about surviving? You would take the bills, or is it about winning? Okay, Gil Alexander. Winning. Let's credit our friend Dr. Gil Alexander. <laughs> you know, I'm a little bit pissed off, Stormy, because I come in here and I see you had Tom Hart on today. <laughs> 
Tom Hart is my favorite all-time guest of the night. Yes, and now he won't return our calls because you have your own show, and we're second-rate citizens now. What can I say? I got the man on speed dial. No, I'm just kidding. He is so awesome. He is awesome. He does it all. But I love to talk college baseball with Tom Hart. Friday nights in the SEC, awesome stuff. Yeah, college baseball, even Low League World Series. The dude can do whatever. Yeah, big fan of Tom Hart. Uh, My picks tonight, really quickly, taken by storm. I love the Bengals, minus 7.5. I also got Jamar Chase, anytime touchdown. He's had more than a touchdown every game so far. Joe Burrow's also had two-plus in each game. That's going to do it for my guys in the desert. For Derek and Mike, I'm Stormy Tony. Thanks for hanging out with us, and come back tomorrow. Femi will be on. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.